What's up, Eddie's 31 Days of Halloween fans? It is your host, Eddie Monster, and I need a huge, huge favor from all of you. That's right. We need your help. We need your votes. We need five-star reviews. It helps the show get noticed. It helps the show get more sponsors to be able to continue on and to keep doing what we do. So it would be greatly appreciated if you could head over to iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts and please rate the show with five stars. It would be so, so appreciated by everybody here at Eddie's Wonderful World of Horror, which brings you Eddie's 31 Days of Halloween, as well as Eddie's Countdown to Halloween. So any vote is greatly, greatly appreciated. Or I should say any rating is greatly appreciating, especially if it's five stars, because you guys kick ass, horror kicks ass, and let's keep it kicking ass. You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's entitled one good scare, huh? From the prime time, bitch! Nothing like a strangulation to get the circulation going. They're coming to get you, Barbara. When there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk here. I am All right, welcome everybody to another exciting edition of Eddie's 31 Days of Halloween. I'm your main man here, Eddie Monster, and we've got quite the interesting movie for you. That's right, I have always said this, and I've said it in the blog, whether it was in that version or in the podcast version of this, of this that I started last year, I've always said that oftentimes horror reflects what's going on in society, and... That is certainly case for the film today. That's right. We are checking out 1988's Brain Damage. It's funny. One night you go to bed, and when you wake up, everything is different. acting a little peculiar. He's like a completely different person. I don't even know him anymore. Something's gotten into him. Sometimes everything glows with a different kind of light deep into him. What are you telling me? That we killed someone last night? Something bad. <laughs> something slimy. What are you doing? Something very... I know something's happened to you. Very... How is that? Hungry. <laughs> I can't keep killing people every time you're hungry. You're mine now, Brian. I own you. Gotta get out of here fast. Go where? You're a wreck, Brian. Leave me alone! Whenever you want to stop hurting, you come to me. Brain damage. It will turn you inside out. So right from the get-go with this film, you can tell there's a lot of underlying tones of drug addiction I think is the big big tone here so 
to kind of give you a gist of what this film is about, it's uh, first of all directed by Bri- uh, Frank Henenlotter. Now, for those of you that don't know who Frank Henenlotter is, he is the director of Basket Case. And uh, spoiler alert, if you didn't want to know, don't continue watching, right? But there's a special appearance kind of towards the end of the film that you'll see, uh, which is pretty cool. It's it's the guy from Basket Case with this basket. Kind of thought that was cool. But all right, so anyways, uh, one morning Brian, who is uh, played by Rick Hurst, wakes up one day, and he just doesn't feel well. Right, he's not feeling like himself. He doesn't know why. His girlfriend comes over. Uh, there's a weird dynamic here, especially with that too. But I'll get into that. Guess they were supposed to go out. Rick's not really feeling. Uh, Brian's not feeling well. Excuse me. And so his brother Mike, played by Gordon McDonald, takes out his girlfriend Barbara, played by Jennifer Laurie, and they go out. Well, while they're out. Rick eventually wakes up and discovers there's a bunch of blood on the back of his head and all over the pillow, and he can't understand why. And then all of a sudden, this creature pops out of nowhere and introduces himself as Elmer. Now, Elmer is this uh, creature that basically he's an alien, but he's been apparently here on Earth for a long time. And what he can do is he creates a little hole in the back of your head where he injects this fluid that basically makes you trip. And all he asks for in return is that you feed him human brains. That's all he wants. That's all he asks for. But what happens when things start getting out of control and it's him controlling you and not you controlling it. So as you'll see, there's just so many tones of drug addiction in this. Get it? You need to take control of it before it controls you, right? That's the, the, the famous saying that you'll hear a lot of uh, addicts say as well. Like, oh, well, I, I'm in total control, not it, right? Meaning the drug. So you can obviously see, you know, obviously heroin and, and, and various things were very influential at this time. Obviously the injection uh, site and the needle-like thing that comes out of Elmer's mouth. By the way, Elmer looks like a penis, by the way. But where the balls would be, the ball sack is, uh, is where his head and mouth and everything is. Anyways, going back to the story. And, uh, yeah, so that is is very evident. And they even make it obvious. There's one scene where, you know, Brian is trying to take total control. And he decides to check into a hotel. Right? One of these, like, not a hotel, but kind of like a hotel. And he's going to wean himself off because he needs to take control. Right? So he goes through withdrawals. And there is Elmer, like the drug. Hey, I'm here for you, buddy. But I'm not going to chase you because it's going to be you chasing me. And we'll see who cracks first. Right? And that's the thing. You know the drugs are always going to be there. So the drugs, of course, will never crack. But the human will if he is vulnerable. So that is that whole thing right there with that. So 
very, very interesting film, to say the least. Um, there's a lot of just a uh, lot of imagery here. Um, at first, I was wondering if they were also exploring, you know, the um, the sexual recklessness of 1988. Maybe I was starting to think maybe that was one of the uh, the ideas in this, but. Then again, I don't know. I just know the uh, movie is supposed to kind of represent adolescence. Not a, maybe not adolescence, but young, young adults being on your own and, and being in a world where drugs are rampant and what happens when you get stuck in it. It's a horror show. It really is. Um, people think, you know, drugs are all fine and dandy and they're fun, but man... When reality sets, you're going to feel it for sure. And I think that's what this movie was trying to convey uh, with that. And then ultimately, the very end, we see the old man. He goes to kill Elmer. And this is while Elmer is injecting his little fluid there into Brian. And obviously, Brian ends up shooting himself at the end. And there's like this, this hole in his head and the beam of light, the cosmic light. But basically, there's nothing really, there's nothing extravagant to explain about what that means. Because basically, to the director, it's basically meaning Brian overdosed, right? He got too much too much of an injection, and he overdoses, and that's what it means. Uh, so yeah, I mean, nothing like, he wasn't very particular in, in, in explaining what things mean and stuff like that. He just was very blunt. That's what it means. Um, on Rotten Tomatoes, it gets a it gets a passing grade. It's got a 67% according to to the critics on the tomato meter. And it has a 64, which unfortunately in in schools that I went to, 64 was a failing grade. Um, so not very good. But uh, let's check out some of these reviews on brain damage. All right. Thom gives it four stars. And he says, an above average 80s psychedelic horror film with a parasitic monster and a metaphor about the addictive power of drugs and their changing perception of reality. Very enjoyable. Agreed. Um, no spoilers. This next reviewer gave it four stars. Says, I just saw this for the first time on Tubi. I was surprised with the horror Easter egg they added in the near end of the movie. A movie that had me laughing as well as wincing. Splatter, inventive effects, makeup, and creature creation. Obscure storyline that the audience had to put together. Beginning from the well-executed beginning scenes. The little song is stuck in my head. This is a little song that the fucking alien sings. Uh, but yeah, I couldn't agree more. I thought... For for what they had, it was it was pretty good. I thought the special effects were pretty good. There's plenty of gore in there. This is one scene where he picks up this girl from a club and he's about to like you know they're they're kind of going into another room and he's kissing her and then finally uh, she thinks hey you know I'll just give this guy oral sex and uh, next thing you know she gets she gets Elmer instead. All right, this person gave it four and a half stars. A nice hidden gem from the past. 
Brain Damage is fun and innovative. Watch it. It'll blow your mind. Pun intended. Yes, yes, yes. I was trying to find uh, some trying to find some bad reviews. All right, here's one. This is from uh, Deli Sid D, who said one star: a little talking penis monster sucks brain from stupid idiot actors' heads. Bored me until I stopped it. Wow, that's a little harsh. I didn't think it was that boring. Uh, one and a half stars. This is a horror comedy with absurd elements and lots of shouting. It is also a metaphor for drug addiction. It's interesting in the beginning, but it rapidly loses steam. Yeah, I don't think so. I have to disagree with that. Uh, three stars. An entertaining and deranged commentary on addiction. Brain damage is as crazy and as bizarre as the title suggests, with the perfect bits for a cult classic and moments that could have only been done back in the day. I agree. Two stars. From Darren C. Some gory scenes, but the acting is bad. And the overall story is very simple. Best watched while drunk or high. And never to be taken seriously. Let me see. There there was some questionable acting. I will give it that. uh, From certain characters. I thought the girlfriend was awful. I, I just... Just awful. And then I think that... What didn't make sense is... She just had the most passionate sex of her life with the brother, which right there, I don't know, that uh, that's the ultimate bro code breaker right there. But she just had the most ultimate sex with the brother. And then all of a sudden, when she sees Brian, she decides to leave and chase him. And, uh, yeah, she ends up paying for it. But it just made no sense in her acting was a little suspect. So I'll, I'll I'll agree with that for a minute, I guess. You know, yeah, some you know, some questionable acting going on. Uh, I'm trying to find some stuff uh super reviewer here. Leave it to Frank Henenlotter to come up with the craziest premises for horror films. Brain Damage is probably his masterpiece. It's an incredible incredibly aimless horror movie that works for being so outrageous, funny and oddball. Featuring a smooth-talking penis-like appendage that ejaculates some chemicals onto our hero's brain, causing colorful... Yeah, I think he meant to write hallucination, but he says colorful hallucination that he gets addicted to. As a payment, our hero must... Yeah, I mean, you get that. Anyways, uh, another review of three stars. A twisted and funny B-movie. Brain damage is filled with gore and over-the-top horror movie uh, horror moments. Absolutely agreed. So, yeah, there you go. You kind of get the gist of how people feel about it. It's a well-celebrated film. That is definitely the sh- the thing. And a lot of people believe this is Hen and Lauder's uh, finest moment in all the movies that he's made. Um, I would have to agree so. I've seen Basket Case. And while I enjoyed Basket Case for what it was, I thought Brain Damage was definitely... A step above. I really liked it. For as as cheesy as it could get, I really enjoyed this movie. Therefore, I'm going to give Brain Damage a B plus uh, for a final grade. You heard it here first, people. B plus. There you go. Go check out Brain Damage. It's on Tubi. Believe me, you're not going to regret this. All right. See you tomorrow.